just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. It's always doubt with us every year. It's like, oh, well, the Saints can't do this because something or, you know, Drew's gone and it. I, I don't, I'm the wrong person to ask because I don't care. And I'm coming in every year thinking we're going to beat the shit. What up? Welcome back to Black and Gold BS, the irreverent Saints podcast from Boot Crew Media. And I still don't know who we're presented by because I keep forgetting to ask. Alongside my trusty co-hosts, Sean Haspel and Allison Pratt, with special guest, Caroline Haspel. Sean's oh, I feel very honored. Yes. You finally are joining the podcast on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, the background commentary for me is usually very um, kind and polite, I think, when I open the door and tell it's them. It's usually like, hey, wrap it up. It's time for dinner. <laughs> oh. Now, if the door opens this time, it means there's a home invasion. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah, call for help if you're listening to this pod in two days. <laughs> it's okay. Gumbo will attack them. Oh God! No, he's have diarrhea. He, he'll he'll shoo away the burglar with his explosive doggy diarrhea. Yeah. we fixed that though. He's yeah. it's on special medicine now and special food. Yeah, he's a special oh. boy. He's a, he's, a, he's he's very pampered. Still doesn't sound like he would be any help in a home invasion. No, no, unless, True. unless, unless he like I don't know uses his like di digestive issues to like throw them off. Like whoa, oh my gosh, Mark is pretty scary sounding, but I don't think he has any bite. bite no, all. no, yeah. he's all bark for sure. So just like well, the Saints' defense these days, unfortunately. Womp womp. All right. Well, I, I have to say, I, I am in like a pretty good mood this weekend, despite like the Saints like pooing and dying. Uh, well, LSU, that's because we didn't have to deal with them today, and a lot of good shit happened in the NFC South. Otherwise, that's true. And I I am like over the moon about how unexpectedly good LSU has been, <laughs> and like the Pelicans are good as expected. Although we're recording this before they play the Jazz tonight, so we'll see if they remain unbeaten. Um, but like, I kind of feel like, with regards to the Saints, I mean, if you somehow like didn't watch the game and you're listening to this podcast, like, number one, what are you doing? And number two, uh, like, I feel like it's we don't have to worry anymore. Like, it's over. Like, Dennis Allen is fucking cooked. Like, we just. This team is not going to get better. Uh, like, that was it. And I I am going to take the perspective of, like, everything is a gift, right? Like, even, like, negative experiences in the end can be, like, very positive. And Who are just, you and what did you do with Jacob? <laughs> I just think that, like, it's, it's over. And Dennis Allen is, like, the Saints version of Stan Van Gundy. And this disastrous oh, season is what is going to lead to us finding the next Sean Payton or Willie Green. And this is just a stopgap and an obstacle on the road that will make us appreciate the good times more when they come. But what does everybody else think? Sean and uh, Caroline, y'all were at the game, and I know you have thoughts. So the floor lots is of, yours. Lots of thoughts, for sure. Um, you give your thoughts first. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, we missed basically the whole first quarter because, um, like, it was a five fifteen kickoff, 
on a Thursday night. So like the middle of rush hour and <laughs> like, I mean, I left work at four, but, um, and the stadium out here is like in the West suburbs in Glendale. And so you have to get on I-10 to get out there and then get on a couple other freeways. And it's like not, it was like bumper to bumper traffic. So we had to listen to basically the whole first quarter on the radio. So that, that really sucked. Um, but then, yeah, we walked you in. You missed like, the only good play we made. I was about to say, so you probably feel nothing good about the game. <laughs> the only good part was in the first Right. Quarter. We were walking in right as – exactly. We walked in right as, like, Eno Benjamin had, like, his – I think it was, like, a 45-yard run. Um, and then we ended up, like, hold, holding them uh, to a field goal on that drive. But, um, yeah, we kind of, like, were settling into our seats in the second quarter. And then uh, we were in the end zone – where like both of the pick sixes happened so sad. <laughs> it was so sad and I, I don't know man like i mean caroline you have some thoughts kind of just about uh the stadium environment in general and because yeah. i mean because we were at the the seahawks game in the dome a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and then the saints road game this week so you kind of have some like pretty yeah informed no. juxtaposed opinions on the game just day experiences. i don't know if they're informed uh, opinions yeah but. Yeah, I would say, like, the Cardinals environment in general is just very, like, try hard. And it's there's no, like, soul or, like, I know it's just a bunch of, like, transplant people who I just feel like it's not genuine. And the first of all, the music in general is, like, so lame at the Cardinals. Yeah, I like, was like, what are we? Why are we playing like, All-American Rejects? Yeah, right it's like, like now, happening? that's what I call music, volume 47. <laughs> yeah. Like, just the most, like, cookie-cutter, bland, generic A lot of and, AWOL like, Nation. Yeah. AWOL Nation's greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it, I don't know, man. Like, it's just such, like, a gross, like, sanitized experience of, like, various marketing agencies putting out like briefs on how football games should apply to like the male 18 to 49 demographic like and move the most amount of beer products is just i don't know man yeah it was just weird i don't know but i one positive thing i was surprised i think you were too at the amount of saints fans that were there yeah and i don't know the saints Saints fans, just like the outfits and stuff that people wear are so fun like and sparkly and they have like the fun i don't know like there's somebody that was dressed in, isn't there someone who dresses like a Pope or something? The Pope? He was yeah, there? You there saw the Pope? Like a, or like a knockoff of him. Oh, okay. Um, was, I don't know. I just feel like. There were two Popes. The two Popes. Yeah. Like Maybe that, it was him. Like I don't that, know. that uh, TV but, show. Yeah. yeah so, well, he's just as real as the actual Pope, so. Yeah. True. Wow. The Saints turn bad <laughs> and Jacob like devolves into like Catholic blasphemy. <laughs> God, no wonder he's lost faith. Yeah. <laughs> and the second half felt like the Saints, I really wanted them to come out and be like, there was still a chance that they could have won. Yeah. But I felt like they, I mean, they had like some bad calls and then there was a guy who tripped on the return and that was just like, <laughs> my heart broke for him. Yeah, was that like, was, those last two minutes, it was, I, man, I mean, it was just like how snake bit this team is. Um, just like a, a cascading dominoes of unfortunate events, like one thing leading to the next and just devolving into a pit of sadness and yeah and messy. yeah we ended up leaving we, we ended up leaving when the cardinals scored their last touchdown um and uh like so we missed kind of like the little like comeback baby attempt comeback. that we had yeah um but uh and some fans were talking a little bit oh, of shit. yeah that yeah. was also just like nail in the coffin on like not 
liking the Cardinals fans anymore. People were yelling like who dat mockingly at us as we were walking out. And it was like, dude, you're what now three and four. What what are you doing? I don't, I don't understand. What are you so excited about? Like, and also your defense won that game for you. Like your offense didn't really do. I don't know. It just felt very like, I don't like, why are you even mocking us? We're leaving. Like most of the Saints fans were leaving. They were just like, nobody wants to be here. Nobody's, nobody's talking shit to you. Like there's no reason. I don't know. Saints fans are just so much more classy. And also uh, they just have better passion, I guess. Yeah. Cardinals fans are just like bro and kind of lame. Sorry to my friends who are Cardinals fans. Y'all are not the people I'm talking about. I don't think they would probably listen to this. Podcast. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, I think you're safe. Um, yeah, it, I imagine Cardinals fans now. are just like a bunch of uh, like tattoo sleeves and finely manicured beards and like mm. flat brim yeah. hats. That's yeah. like what I like, picture. Even the hats. women look like that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. a lot of yeah. It's women it's also, definitely which, no hate, no shade. Yeah, but. for sure. It, they're like, oh, that, that was a great game. Let's uh, go. It's time to head over to our shift. Uh, intimidating people trying to drop off their mail-in ballots for the election. So, so there are also some fans uh, by us who tried to start the wave, and it was like the Cardinals fans. And it was just really sad. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but it was yeah. like, this is not taking off, guys. You should really, you should stop. Yeah, and the words it was of, sad. of Buddy D, the wave is for board fans. Yeah. But um, Allison, yeah, uh, was, take us. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Uh, my my thoughts are exhausted. That was just a crap fest of a game for sure. But Allison, yeah, what, what, do, you what, what do you think? Where do you stand? Are is are we done here? Like, is is Dennis Allen cooked? I mean, the season is not done because the NFC is horrific. There's only True. four teams with winning records, and three of them are in the same division. So, like we talked about at the top, like no one in the NFC South has a winning division. We're a game out. So, like. Yeah, we're the third. It, technically, world of football right it's now. not <laughs> over, but I texted this midway through the third quarter on Thursday. I am done with DA. We didn't start with our segment. Should we fire DA? The answer is yes. Um, will we? The answer is probably no. And if we somehow put together an eight and nine NFC South winning season, we definitely won't. So it's like I almost don't want that to happen, except I also don't want us to trade away a top 10 pick. So I do kind of want some sort of semblance of success to happen. Um, That being said, like I watched bits and pieces of the bucks, like the division is trash. So it's not over if we can somehow get it together. And we talked about this on text, like Kamara saying something in the locker room around like this, not being real saints football is encouraging to me. Cause I've been wondering in the back of my head, like the locker room, that the team has built from a culture perspective over the last 16 years with Peyton and Breeze, that doesn't evaporate overnight, right? Obviously like them leaving makes a difference in how we're coached and how we're executing a quarterback, but like that can't just like dissolve. And so that should provide something to like the people that are newer to the experience. But like, there's only like, I don't know if you guys saw the, the DA interview at halftime yet. Oh, the uh, whole bar groaned when he said that. People like, were booing. What did he say? He basically was it? like, basically they asked him like what he said to the team, which like obviously we all know, but like just to recap for our five listeners, like 
the two back-to-back fixes were essentially what we went into halftime with. And so then he was like, you know, what do you tell your team after that? And he was like, nothing. I told him we just got to keep doing what we're doing. It's like, what? Yeah. yeah <laughs> what the, the question about? The question was, what did you tell Andy Dalton during And half-time? he said, nothing. He said, really? nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. It's just like that is him in a nutshell. Like there's just apathy around him and we talked about how it was like the anniversary of Jim Mora's diddly poo like it would just bring me joy to have DA up on the podium being like we fucking look like shit like I would be like yeah we do like you tell them like that's what Sean Payton would do like anyone with balls would do yeah I noted on Twitter that um, for a guy who was raised in a dog worshipping cult like Dennis Allen was (laughs) Um, sure wish that Dennis Allen had a little more dog in him. Um, he, I mean, it's, it is hard to say like what goes on behind closed doors. We don't see them, but at least publicly facing, um, DA seems to have kind of like the all is well, like chill vibe, but that for whatever, whatever that's worth, like it doesn't match the vibes of the, like the fan base for sure right now um when when they witness like what's been going on with the the product on the field consistently this year and i think we've just been so accustomed to sean payton just being seething angry like those kind of bug-eyed press in his press conferences after our losses um and just kind of being short with the media and um i mean who's to say that one way is the quote unquote right way to, to coach a team. But um, I mean, it's a results based business and whatever DA has been doing hasn't been working um, to this point. So uh, um, man. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, Allison, I mean, as of this recording, the NFC South is uh, I think currently led by the three and four Falcons. Uh, then the bucks are also three and four. The Panthers are two and five, and uh, we are all, are two and five uh, at the bottom of the division. So it is just like a an absolute pillow fight of a division right now, and one team is has to win. Um, but I, I hate to use injuries as an excuse um, because, like, if the team's injured the whole season, then like, I mean, that's just like is what it is. But think that we're going to get some guys back. Right. And if we do get our guys back, like maybe we can go on a small run of sorts uh, or at least enough of a run to win the division and make the playoffs, which would be cool. But um, yeah, it's, it's tough right now. And, and, and like the unfortunate thing is like, if you really look at that game on Thursday, so much of what was going on was, I mean, you could argue was direct byproduct of those injuries. I mean, if if Mike Thomas and Jarvis Landry are healthy, Marcus Callaway is not on the field for the that two minute warning, um, and arguably those two pick sixes don't happen. The ball doesn't bounce off his hands, and uh, the the second pick six wouldn't have happened if Callaway actually caught that long uh, pass on the sidelines and didn't bobble it. So um, I mean, there's a lot of ifs and and and, and what ifs uh, floating around there, but. Um, it's, I mean, who's to say what this team would look like? And then defensively, we were down our top three cornerbacks. 
not long after the game, uh, the game started and missing PJ Williams as well. So that's like arguably four of our top six DBs. So um, yeah. no wonder they were able to kind of like dink and dunk the ball down there. And like our, the tackling of our backups in the secondary has been that atrocious. So like, like five, seven yard gains turned into like 12, 15 yard gains. And like, it's just been so bad. So like, Who's to say? Um, Wasn't this DeAndre team, Hopkins' first game back? It was DeAndre Hopkins' first yeah. team, first game back, and like the Cardinals, like put out this whole like hype video for him. Like it's like oh, like the return. It's like he was doing steroids. Like it's not like he tore his ACL. Like he's not some noble hero like returning from battle or something. I don't know. Like the Cardinals are just trash, and it likes it's like all the way up the top. Like. We don't like Cliff Kingsbury. We don't like their GM is like a oh, it's like meathead bozo who gets like a DUI in the <laughs> suburbs, and then like their ownership is like our bona fide like weirdos. Um, I don't know that they're all bad. The the older Bidwell or the controlling Bidwell, he's like a like a old bachelor man and who like is like partying it up with the Scottsdale's most eligible mm. bachelorettes. So yeah, it just like creeps all the way around. So um, yeah, <laughs> I mean they're not going to go anywhere. They're not a good team. So. Um, but whatever. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Yeah. It, they, they'll never be good with Kyler Murray because football is not his first love. Like, you can't be a franchise quarterback and be distracted by fucking Call of Duty. Like, if you're going to, like, be addicted to a video game, at least let it be Breath of the Wild or The Witcher or something awesome. Not fucking Call of Duty. Yeah. But, like, he it's wanted so to basic. play baseball. Yeah. He, he didn't He didn't love football. He, he'll never be great. Um, okay. So I have some like crazy thoughts I want to throw out there before we move on to the Raiders game. Um, some jumping off points for discussion. Uh, and the first is like, I know we're, we're far from the least talented team in the league. Like there's no doubting that like our roster on paper is, is like, should be good enough to be a playoff team. But given the way we've played, are we the worst team in the league right now? Like, I think most people would argue that the Panthers were the worst team, but as of today, they just destroyed the Buccaneers and looked better than we've looked all season, basically, with, like, an XFL starting quarterback and no Christian McCaffrey. So, like, and we lost to them. So, like, is it fair to say that, like, at this point in time, the Saints are the worst team in the league? Is that crazy? I mean, there's a few like one in five teams out there also. So like like one in five, like maybe like soon to be one in six teams. So like it's it's hard to say we are the worst. Um, uh, but I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't the know most underperforming. Oh, sure. Sure. no doubt about that. Um, but I don't think we're like, the worst. Like I don't think we're worse than the Texans. Right. Texans, Jaguars. Who are beating the Raiders. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. The Raiders Saints next week is going to be just a fart fest. I mean, I'm going to be on a plane. (laughs) Yeah, Allison and I will be in Florida. In Florida. Yeah. For a wedding. Um, Okay, so the other question I have, and this was something I was – like thinking as I was tilting on Thursday night is if, if things really do go sideways and uh, we don't make the playoffs 
and we have to like give away a top 10 or 15 pick to the Eagles and DA gets fired. Do you kind of like strip it to the studs? Like, are you, you know, is, are you trading Michael Thomas? Are you trading Camara? Like, you know, I, Thomas's contract is an albatross at the moment. Like you can't move him this year and I don't think we should, but like if things really go poorly and the team is a mess, like, do you just try to like accumulate assets? And cause we, if things go bad, we will need a quarterback. And in order to get a quarterback, we'll need a first round pick. So like, do we just but blow it up? You're not getting a first round pick for any of those guys. though. So like, if you need a first round pick to get a quarterback, then like, what's the point? So, I mean, maybe if you get like enough twos, threes, you could like move up, but I don't know. I think, I'm very much opposed to like truly like blowing up the team and trading off our like pro bowl starters um, for just unless like, unless the culture gets like rotten and yeah, that's a good point. Those star players are checked out and like, I think either Thomas already is kind of, you think I I am team trade Michael Thomas because I mean, I know he was really good, but it seems like that was like, four years ago like when was his last good season yeah. why is he always injured like does he really it was pre-covid to the table? so that's why it, it feels pre-COVID. like 100 years ago yeah that yeah. is true but like alvin yeah. Kamara, at least he's like he's got good i feel like good vibes you know people respect him on the team he has good mm-hmm. energy but like does anybody like michael thomas yeah i think the guys like him um i, I mean he was playing him. well this year before he got hurt um, again again yeah um but i think he should be back for this raiders game so so, um we should see how how uh how he is in his return but like like you said jacob the way we've kind of structured this team financially with all of our restructures and like backloaded contracts that if we did like do mid-season or off-season trades for a lot of those guys, we would just be carrying like massive dead money numbers for next year and the, and the following year in a lot of cases. So like, unless we're, we are like literally just trying to tank next year, then um, I don't really see, see the point in that. And then also trying to rebuild the culture. So unless like for cultural reasons, we think we do need to blow everything up and then let if if that includes a DA firing and a new coach coming in, letting that new coach kind of rebuild the culture from the ground up um, with players of his choosing, um, then then yeah, I, I'm still not like on board with blowing te- team blowing the team up. I mean, we're we're kind of like locked into this roster for the most part um, for the next for this year and next year. So. Um, I think it's more about tinkering and and uh, trying to make the the broken things fixed again. So, um, but the question, I guess, is who will be the guy to do that if it's not DA? So we'll see. Yeah, Allison, what do you think? Um, I've always been anti-tank for just like my competitive spirit doesn't allow for it. It would just be even. I think if I knew why we were doing it, it would be really hard for me to stomach. And I just don't think the culture is ever going to get to that point. Like, even if you trade, even if we didn't have the cap hits against like trading some of these guys for draft capital, like I still think 
you can't erase the 16 years of culture that was just constructed. Um, like you can't, like, I'm actually like, and back to my prior point about Kamara, like surprised it took that long for somebody inside the building to even say something about like struggling this way. Like they're not used to it. We're not used to it. That's why we're like, what the fuck's happening? You know, like, um, yeah, I don't think that I would ever get there. And like, not to mention like the NFC sucks right now, but no one save for Carolina is in a position to sort of like rip it from the studs and flip it upside down either. So it's not like that situation is different next year in terms of like us having some sort of competitive strength in that anyone can take this division and, and be a playoff team too. So I don't, I don't, I don't see why we would want to do that outside of like, I do think coaching you can fix without having to tank. And I've made my Dennis Allen stance quite clear. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I mean, again, I'm, I'm literally like, and I think Sean, you, you guys must've been Caroline, maybe you're watching the end of the giants game, but like, they are scraping together wins because they're just well coached. Yeah. Like they they're six and one, like they, they have way less talent than us and most teams and they're scraping it together. Like in the yeah. fourth quarter coming back, like never giving up like that's, and that was just from a coach. They didn't, ha they don't have any save for like Kayvon Thibodeau, but he's only had like one like game changing play this entire season. Like, like that can make a huge difference. Yeah. And just like, people believing in each other and like yeah. clearly whatever DA is doing to Sean's point is, is having the opposite effect. And so I don't think it's a talent or team locker room problem. I think it's like truly a coaching problem. Yeah. And like, we've also talked about this, like I, I, and I've seen it all over Twitter. Like the fact that Alvin Kamara doesn't have a touchdown, like, I just like, don't know, like, and Jacob, you alluded to roster decision-making, like, there's just some weird shit we've never seen before that like is sort of inexplicable from like a decision-making perspective that has nothing to do with our talent and like right. our ability to perform even, even with the injuries. Like there's just right. shit that needs to get fixed from right. a decision-making perspective. And I mean, and to put it back more on squarely on DA, if like the, the, the theory of this team going in was that they would play elite level defense and good enough offense to win games, right? That was the formula. But the defense is blowing coverages and missing tackles, and that's coaching. And if that's happening under DA's watch, then, like, what is it you do here, pal? So, um, like, that's that was the whole reason he, he was even put in this position. And so, like, what what is his value add if that is not being brought to the table? So, man, um yeah, I mean, that needs to get fixed in a hurry. And actually, like, on the other side, like, I think, Pete, like, despite, like, Alvin not having a, a, a touchdown, which definitely is a concern, I think Pete Carmichael has done pretty damn well the last few weeks. After starting the season a little rough, um, to make do with what he's had, especially missing all the skilled players we've had, I think we're actually the number four offense in terms of yardage per game in the NFL, which is, like, insane. Um, scoring offense isn't quite so, that high because we haven't been uh, super great. In we the had 500 through. yards of offense on Thursday. Right, yeah. I mean, some of that is, is – I mean, that, I know some of that was garbage time, but, uh, like – Yeah, but still – You shouldn't I mean, that, be losing a game when you're putting up that much offense. Right, for sure, yeah. And, and that comes back to the defense and the offense, like quarterbacks turning it over and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, like we said, I mean, the offense outscored – 
the Cardinals defense on uh, on Thursday. Uh, so there's really like no reason we should have lost that game. If it wasn't for those two pick sixes, but yeah, um, it comes down to like it, I, that game was like a microcosm of what's happened in the season so far, where there's been like a lot of things that are good by themselves and like good performances and like nice stats. But then you just have these plays where like one little tiny thing goes wrong. Like Callaway drops a pass and it goes up in the air, pick six. Dalton gets hit as he's throwing another pick six. And just those two plays, these two like tiny errors that turned into something like much larger is what doomed the team. Yeah. And it's, it's a game of inches and we're making these small errors that are actually like really big errors. And they're the ripple effects are being felt throughout each game and throughout the season as a whole. And we're not doing the little things well, and that's why we're two and five. Yeah. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. I also feel like it's like respectable in some sense that, the saints and this is really just a plug because i want to go back to the kyler murray conversation only because i feel like the sole reason i wanted to come on this podcast is to talk shit about kyler murray and that's bad no that's not true it's because i am also a saints fan now um but i like think it's respectable that they like hired dennis out and like they didn't the saints didn't try to like do something crazy this year they're trying even though like they had some pretty like life-changing or game-changing team-changing things like Sean Payton and Drew Brees retiring like in was it back-to-back years or was it the same year it was back-to-back years yeah and like they're they're not doing anything crazy that they're trying to see like to make things work this year and obviously maybe some things aren't aren't working well but like the Cardinals are like in other there are some I feel like this is more like a west coast versus east coast south sort of division they're just like flashy and trying to like throw money at things instead of being like smart and like good like knowing how to make football decisions knowing like how to really craft like a team and how I don't know it's like the Saints are much more serious of like a football team versus the Cardinals I feel like are just like an entertainment um enterprise yeah and Kyler Murray is a little baby back bench <laughs> and I cannot wait for him to just keep being bad and he's him and cliff together are just uh such a little toxic cocktail that is going to blow up in the cardinal's face i feel like um, for sure and i hate to talk shit for just the sake of talking badly about people but really kyler and cliff just grind my grits they do um so that's all that i have to say <laughs> Well, this podcast exists because we want to talk shit for the sake of talking shit. So (laughs) by all means. All right. Well, there is a game next week, unfortunately. (laughs) We won't be spared next Sunday. Saints play the Las Vegas Raiders. Is it in the Superdome? I don't even know. It's in the Dome, right? I I think so. so. Oh, I don't know. Wow, that's bad that I don't know. But we, I don't know. Totally checked out, yeah. um, well, either way, the Raiders... Oh, I guess have... it has to be because it's at 1. Like, it wouldn't be at yeah. 11 in the morning. That's true. Wow, embarrassing that we didn't know that. Um, <laughs> Just <laughs> uh 45 and a half point over-under. We are half point home dogs. So Vegas sees this game 
is uh, basically an even match between two dirty diapers. Uh, you know, it'll be like the end of a marathon where the the runners are like falling down and collapsing at the finish line as diarrhea dribbles down their thighs. It's also two people that were really good at coordinators positions for a really long time that finally got head coaching jobs that are shitting the bed. Wait, yes. Car- Caroline, as someone on this pod who actually has run a marathon, can you confirm that metaphor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was some <laughs> pants shitting going on in my marathon. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We definitely are the best Saints podcast when it comes to scatological humor. <laughs> <laughs> Undefeated. Take that, Ralph Marlboro. Yeah. <laughs> Oh but so how do we see this game going? Um, like we should win this game. I, I mean, we said that last week that we would be having some very sad discussions if we didn't beat the Cardinals, but if we don't beat the Raiders at home, then uh, I think, <laughs> I think things are just going to continue to get uglier. And that, that sort of dissonance between the stance of the team and like Dennis Allen's attitude and the fan base is probably going to get, louder um, yeah and well then- i think it'll be i personally haven't been in the dome for booze like i think there would be booze yeah in the yeah. dome because people yeah. are just mm. fucking pissed. there were the cardinals fans were booing their own players during the cardinals game and i was like yeah that is gross yeah and i was like yeah. saints fans I've- would never do that but maybe yeah. normally i think we're, we're teetering on the edge of that happening yeah normally yeah. there's a there's a lot of booze in the superdome but not the not the Kind yeah, pleasure. So, not the vocal kind. Yeah, um, the kind the kind of booze you drink. Yeah, the kind that goes in your there. mouth. Not. Yeah, I thought you were mouth. referring to Boo Williams. <laughs> not that boo either, and not Halloween boo. <laughs> I know. Uh, um, but it will be Halloween weekend, so we'll see how scary things get for the Saints. Um, I mean, kind of goes without saying, but the biggest storyline going into going into this Raiders game next week. Um, from the Saints' perspective, obviously, uh, will be who is the quarterback? Um, is Jameis finally healthy enough to return from his perspective and the team's perspective? Uh, he's like been ramped up in practice the last couple of weeks, so it certainly seems like it might be the case. And while Andy Dalton had the opportunity to put that question in doubt and kind of uh, make a statement that he should um, continue at least to be the starter um, in Jameis's absence. Uh, that question was uh, not answered in his favor with that Cardinals game. So um, I'm rooting for Jameson. Yeah. Yeah. I think like he uh, just some more of my um, uneducated opinions I did not like him when he was in college with the whole crab legs and all that stuff, but I feel like he's been humbled. He works hard. I like, I want the best for him. I feel like he's trying like Drew Brees this last year. I feel like he tried to learn from him and then he's just been dealt. Like he's a sponge as I like to say. Yeah. That's what they're absorbing. He did. And he just sometimes can't execute on that absorption, but I'm rooting for him too. But he's trying. And I'm like, my heart just, I'm like, come on, Jameis, you can do it. This is going to be, you know, I just don't want him to be injured. I feel bad for him that he's, I mean, he played with like a broken back, right? I mean, he's, he is gutting it out, grinding it out, whatever the metaphor I'm looking for is. Yeah, for sure. Cliche. Um, yeah. And like, hopefully the stars 
theoretically could align and um he's he's back healthy along with jarvis and mike um so uh and maybe andrews pete i don't i don't know if we'll have him back in time so we'll actually be able to see a quote-unquote healthy offense um to get a proper evaluation of, of what this team uh can be at least on the offensive side of the ball healthy um so we'll see i don't know if we'll get those dbs back in time though um so that's definitely a major major question mark on that side of the ball would uh i think it's time that we throw out some some weirdly specific predictions about what will happen next week allison what do you have uh you have anything in mind Mm. Not right this minute. If you have something on <laughs> the next 30 seconds to come up with my weirdly specific prediction. My weirdly specific prediction is that Allison will be on a plane and will mm. not see the game. I'm going to see the first uh I'll see the first three quarters, which might be enough. Yeah, well hopefully in a good way. The Raiders have a really bad defense. So, the Raiders are bad. They're losing to the Texans right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think Jameis is going to come back. It's going to give the team a spark, at least for a week. And uh, we'll win something along the lines of 27 to 17. Um, okay. And that Jameis will throw three touchdowns and – will win despite him also throwing two interceptions. Love it. And Love it. Yeah, maybe uh, you know, maybe one of those like backup DBs like Justin Evans will justify the camp hype and force a turnover. Do we have a single interception this season? Uh Tyron Matthew had that nice yeah. one in the in the Vikings game, but that's literally our only interception. And uh CD Deuce and Marcus Williams each have three. So that's fine. Well, the Ravens' defense is like pretty terrible. Yeah, so I don't know how much we. And Marcus Williams is hurt play. now too, so um, so he wouldn't be playing for us in theory at this moment. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I think Jameis does come back, gives the team the spark. I think Mike comes back as well. And the two of them connect for the game-winning touchdown uh, for the Saints to come away with it, 31-27. I don't think the defense is going to be good again uh, with all the personnel in the secondary that they're missing. Um, so I think it will be more of a shootout, but uh, the Saints pull it out in the end and uh, yeah, try to get back on track. I think that we win as well. And Rashid Shahid gets his third touchdown on his third career touch. Love it. Um, with a kick return. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, An like opening. That. Like opening that. kick returns. So it'll be like the only thing that I see. It's the guy who fell down. <laughs> That's the guy, I know. Oh, I do. I like him. I really yeah. like him. Yeah. He, yeah, he's a good story. So I'm rooting for Rashid Shahid and his his speed. Um, I, and I think we'll win by, by a touchdown. And it'll be because of Rashid <laughs> I would love, love it, it if, if he became like a, a meme where he, he scores every game, but he scores in like a different way. Yes. So we've, we've got you predicting he'll return a kick. Maybe in two weeks, he'll uh, somebody will fumble, and he'll pick it up and run it in Robert Meacham style. And yeah. then the week after that, 
we'll have him in on like the other team's like last play desperation Hail Mary and he'll intercept a pass and he'll have a pick six. And then like he has to throw a touchdown then too. He'll throw a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. One week he'll throw a touchdown <laughs> on a trick play to anybody. To but Kamara. Yeah. Somebody not named Alvin Kamara. And then after that, he'll field a short field goal and return that yeah. for a touchdown. Yes. Have we covered every possible way you can score? Hmm. A touchdown, yeah. Probably, yeah. He should maybe. Yeah, he could be an emergency kicker. Yeah. I think by week like twelve or thirteen, all of our defensive backs will be deceased, and he'll be playing cornerback, and he'll (laughs) he'll sack a quarterback on a cornerback blitz, and have a strip sack fumble, and we'll turn that for a touchdown as well. It's highly likely. And then we'll cut him and he'll be on waivers. And the week after that, the team we play will use him and he'll score against us. Oh my gosh. Wow. We've gone down the rabbit hole. Entirely. Did we all watch House of the Dragon last weekend? Allison, did you see it? Yeah, we watched We caught up. So we're ready for the finale today. Oh man. Yeah. Big finale. Shit got real. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Like, how they focus the whole episode on uh, just the high tower, like plots and stuff. They didn't even like show Rhaenyra and them. Um, yeah. I thought that was a mistake. I thought that was the worst episode of the season. I thought it was the weakest. I, I don't think I, it was like, bad. I agree, but I think I had high expectations. Cause usually in the old game of Thrones, this one was the one that was like, holy shit. Although the dragon moment was holy shit. I just, yeah, I forgot about that. That She had, had blown up Aegon little fucking twerp. Um, That is such a creep. Yeah. I think the, the dragon coming out of the ground, the dragon pit is an invention of the show. And that that specific event isn't in fire and blood which is the name of the book that the show yeah. is based on interesting and is more of just like a general history of like the targaryen family and the show has filled in a lot of the details 99 percent of the time to uh effective dramatic effect why yeah. is it so i think dark? tonight's will be good yeah the lighting design is really bad i feel like there I'm were certain <laughs> parts of Westeros that were always dark, but then like you'd go to like High Garden or Dorne yeah. and it would be like light. Yeah. But like the north was always dark and mm-hmm. yeah. But and it's I, always dark where they are right now. I, yeah, I, I feel angry. like King's Landing should be a little bit more light. It's lit. It's, yeah. It's pretty lit. It's kind of lit. lit. Yeah. My favorite thing, Mike and I always joke that like you're just like in a cloak in town and you're just like invisible. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, ever have to leave the castle and she's like got her cloak on and fucking Kristen's got his cloak on and I was just like I thought it was Damon because Damon was the only cloaked guy for like the first like yeah. six yeah. episodes and now just like put your cloak on we're going out we're going they in. all have like crazy social anxiety yeah. <laughs> they, they think that because like they have a hood on nobody yeah. can see them yeah, but also like they like, all know that you're the fucking princess like what are you yeah doing? like we yeah. can see who you know. <laughs> They also didn't have like the internet or like yeah. media back yeah. then. So like, people didn't know like what people looked like, even famous people looked like, really. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, someone like Amond would probably be recognizable because he has one eye. Um, yeah. But like, like, I bet 
90% of the townsfolk in Flea Bottom like have never seen Rainice before. Yeah. yeah. Well, not in her cloak. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that was that was weird. So wait, like are we was it like suggested that like Aegon like has a bunch of bastards that he like sells into yes. like so kid gross. fight club slavery? I yes. Oh yeah, that was a little unclear to me. I yes. think you're right. It was heavily implied, but it's just like a really quick moment and it's never really discussed by any of the characters. Again. Yeah. Like, you know what else was weird? The whole jerk off to the feet trade. Oh, oh, oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mike and I were like, because the way the scene was set up, I was like, it doesn't feel like a throwaway because it feels like she knew what she was doing by taking oh, Yeah. Away. I feel like she's so like information. And I think it's like implied that like that's been like their dynamic their trade like years yeah like yeah that like he like does her like bidding if she like in that especially that fetish. conversation was like he's gonna she's gonna murder her dad he's gonna murder yeah, her yeah. Dad. And she's the like feet. here's my feet <laughs> here's some feet pics power of feet i don't wait is that what was implied <laughs> well because he I, was saying i didn't I, pick up on that at all oh i well, thought oh, i mean it, i just no, watched this on right. friday you're probably right um, though I don't remember really what the conversation was about that much. I just was so distracted by the jerking off in the feet. I don't remember what yeah. was said. It was something about how, like, her dad has, like, driven, like, that there's, like, people talk through the whole castle and, like, people are whispering about him and, like, what his role was. I don't I don't remember the specifics, but I just I, remember being like, I feel okay. like he's talking about Otto. Like, I didn't know who else he was talking about. I thought, I okay, I remember what you, the, the discussion now. I thought he was saying that he was like, I'll murder your handmaid because she's what the I one thought. feeding the information uh, if you want me to. And she was like, ah, fine, do whatever. And he's like, you know what time it is? And she's like, fine. What <laughs> time? It's what time. Um, yeah, so I think her handmaid's going to get murdered. Twyla but, or something. Twi Twyla. Is that her name? Maybe? Talia. Maybe, yeah. Talia. Talia. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's hard out here for hand, handmaids. Handmaids. Yeah. That guy's so weird. He's got Todd from Wedding Crashers energy, and he's just like always it's time looking. to play tummy sticks. <laughs> the painting was a gift, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my daughter, she's not just another notch on your belt, Jeremy. That's a good impression. Wear belts, beltless. Oh, you know, amazing. Zach, we've grown tired of your stories of your scallops and your autos. All right, we do need to get out of here. Um, yeah, sorry, I know you guys have to go. So, uh, Sean, would you like to ad lib an ad read for the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, it's a football team for you if you. Uh, eat monster energy drinks for breakfast and uh, have a restraining order against your uh, first wife, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Always. Yeah. I feel like you could just like relabel the, you might be a redneck if calendar is like, you might be a Cardinals fan. If. Yeah, like yeah. It, there's there's something different about like West Coast rednecks though. It, there's it's a vibe, man. It's it's hard to it's hard to describe. Well, I guess oh, I mean, I but know. like yeah, but it, I still feel like there's like a difference though between like California rednecks and like Arizona rednecks. Arizona rednecks are a special breed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Arizona rednecks are like the final form. 
You yes. haven't even seen my final four. Right. <laughs> crazy uh, i feel like cardinals fans didn't always used to be like this like it used to be like when larry was here sam ocho clayus campbell there was a much better fan base but it's really devolved in the last five to ten years much like our society yes yeah, it's, so true. On the break. True. it's almost mm. a direct correlation yeah mm, sad so basically <laughs> this is all kyler murray's fault yeah, which is like surprising that he's like the leader of the like. Where was Kyler Murray back. on January sixth? He hasn't said. He has not. <laughs> said. Playing Call of Duty in his like busy basement. <laughs> oh lord! On that note, this has been Black and Gold BS, the soon-to-be canceled podcast, the Reverend Saints podcast, Saints podcast. Wow, I'm having <laughs> I'm having a, a cerebral infarction at the moment. <laughs> this is what happens when LSU beats a ranked team and Jakey drinks too much Megalob Ultra. Um, <laughs> all right, for Allison Pratt, Sean Haspel, and Caroline Haspel, I'm Jacob Krasnow. Until next week, who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Caroline, you have to say who dat. Oh, who dat? <laughs>